I am sorry about the quality of this shear as it wasn't feeling so well and I will try to redo this shear at a later point. Seven lines from the top of Daf Mem Ravdimi, when Ravdimi came from Eretz Sol, Amar, he said, If anyone visits someone that's sick, it causes that person to live. If someone doesn't visit the sick, it causes that person to die. My grandma, the Gemara, asked, what does he mean when he says if it means that if you go and visit someone that's sick, so you'll see that he needs rachimim and you'll daven him and therefore he'll live. But if you don't go and visit the sick, then it'll cause you to daven him that he should die. Do you think a person will daven that someone will die? Ella, what it means is if you go and visit the sick, then you'll realize that he needs you to feel and therefore you'll daven him and that will help him to be healed and to live. However, if a person doesn't go to visit someone that's sick, he doesn't realize that he needs his tefillahs, and therefore he won't die from at all, not that he should live and not that he should die, and that could cause that this person will die, since no one is davening for him. This is the way the Rush learns this Gemara, as the Rush says, If he would have visited him, he would have davened him, and maybe would have been an Eistratzen, and because you didn't visit him, it'll cause that this person will die. And the right at the top of the Amid points out, that there are times that it is proper for someone to daven on his friend that he should die. For example, if the person that's sick is very sick and he has terrible pain, and it's impossible for him to live, just like we saw in the that we know the story of the Amsterdam Bay Rebbe, of the maid of Rebbe, that she actually davened that Rebbe should die because she saw how much sorry he was in. And based on this idea, the Ran actually learns Agamar a bit different than Rush, and he says, and that's why in Agamar we say that he helps him with his tefillah, even in order that he should live, that will be a powerful tefillah. But if someone doesn't go visit someone that's sick, of course it's not going to help because he won't daven for him to live. Even if it would be a situation where it would be enough for the person that's sick to die, I feel you're not even helping him in order to be able to die. And the Gemara continues on the first day that he was sick, he told his Talmidim, You shouldn't tell people that I'm sick because my mazel should not get bad and should not get worse. And the Mephashim explained either because by speaking about it, that will cause his demise, or because brisk crystals for Zayim, once again, because someone talks about something that will cause that bad things will happen. And the Rush says a bit different, and he says that if you talk about it, then people that don't like Rava will actually potentially daven that he should die. And as the Rush says, by the fact that the Osainim will daven that he should die, that will cause his sickness to intensify and to get worse, and potentially he will die. However, the Gemara continued, once the Rava was sick for more than one day, he told his Talmudim, go and announce to the Shuk, because anyone that hates me will be happy that I'm sick. When your enemy falls, you should not be happy. And then the Pasuk says, because maybe HaKadosh Baruch will see this and it'll be bad that you're having such joy. And he'll remove his anger and his wrath from that person and the person will actually get better. So you see, if a person has enemies and they are happy that he's sick, that will actually cause him to get better. And the is that Lafida Rosh's Pshat that we just saw that in the first day, Rav did not want to say that he was sick because if so, the 
enemies may die, and they should die, and that tefillah may work. And how could that be a problem if we just saw a pasuk that says, if your enemies die, and that you die, that a Baruch Hu will actually have rachmanus on you, and he will take away the wrath from you? And they explain that since the pasuk in Mishlei says, Hashem it doesn't say this will badly happen, but it says maybe Hashem will see this, and maybe Hashem will remove his wrath from you. So therefore, on the first day when he was only a little bit sick, so then he was koshish that if his enemies will die, and that he will die, that will actually be a good tefillah, and the tefillahs will work, and they will cause his demise. However, once his sickness lasted for a longer period of time, then he already took the risk, and he said that potentially, if my enemies will actually daven for me, maybe Al-Kadosh Baruch will actually have Rachmanis on me, and maybe that will actually help me get better. And the Gemara continues, and Rav said, and those that love me, at this point, since they hear that I'm sick, they will actually daven for me, and their tefillahs will work. And the Gemara continues, if anyone's Mavaka he will be saved from the Din of Gehen. Mishanem says the Pasuk tell him, Ashrei Maskil Val praises the one who is Maskil to the one who is sick. And as the Rush explains, he's Mashkiach Alav Levakar Yilvakach Pitzrachav. He uses his Seichel in order to think about the needs of the Chayla, and he goes to visit him. And the Pasuk then says, Biyim Ra Yimalteo Hashem in the day of Gehenim, Hakadosh Baruch will save him. And the Gemara proves that the Loshin Dal is referring to Chayla in Dal El Chayla, even though generally the Loshin Dal means someone that's poor. Over here, it's referring to someone that's sick. Shinem says in the Pasuk, when Yecheskel was sick, either some types as from my sickness I will be healed, or from my sickness I will actually die. But in either case, we see that the Lashon of Midala is referred to someone that's sick. Inami, or you see that the Lashon of Dal is referred to someone that's sick. In Haben Kruf, in the Pasuk that's referring to Amnon, who is lovesick over Tamar, and he wanted a beer with his half-sister who is Tamar, and Amnon's friend, Yonadav, asked him, Madua Ata Kochodal, Ben HaMelech, Babaykeh Babaykeh, why is it that you're so sick every single morning? So once again, we see the word Dal is referring to someone that's sick. And when the Pasuk says, Hashem, ein ra el the Lush and Ra is referring to Gehenim. Shinema, as the Pasuk in Mishlei says, Hashem Everything HaKadosh Baruch created in this world is for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's glory and to be Meshabech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And even the Russia was created in order to give glory to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the day when we see that the Russia goes to Gehenim. And we see that the Lush and Ra is used by the Gehenim. And the Gemara continues, and if you visit a sick person, what is your schar? And the Gemara asks, What is the question as to what is the schar for someone that goes visit a sick person if we just said that he's needs some medina shalgehadim? And the Gemara explains that since the Mishnah Mesechtas Peyah says that that and includes so therefore we're asking that in Chenami there's a schar that you won't have gehadim and that is but the question now is what is the schar in Mazer? And the Gemara brings a pasuk into him. Hashem Yishmerei of Yechayel veUsha ba'aretz v'altetneil benefesh oyevav. And the Gemara explains Hashem Yishmerei of Yitzhara. Hakadosh Baruch Hu will guard you from the Yitzhara. Vechayel minayisurim and it'll keep you alive, and you won't even have yisurim. VeUsha ba'aretz you are kamis kabdim by, and a person that is mevaka chayla, he will be considered honored, and people will honor him. V'altetneil benefesh oyevav, and he won't be given over to his enemies. Sheis dam the loy reim that he will actually have good friends. Kinamoyin like. Naaman had Sharipat Sarasai, as we know that when Naaman had Saras, Elisha told him to bathe in the Yardin, and his friends told him to do what Elisha said, and he did so and he was healed. And values Damalai and you should have friends like Rechavam that caused that his Malchus should be split in half, as when Shlema Mel died, so Rechavam had issues in the kingdom, and his friends gave him an Eitzah, and because of that Eitzah caused that the entire Malchus was split, and Rechavam was only the Melech over Yehuda, and Yerav Mitnavat started his machos and became a malach over the rest of
of Klai Yisrael. And the Gemara continues, Tani, we learned to the Bryce, Rabbi Shimon Leza, Imer, Rabbi Shimon Leza taught us, in Yomil Chai Yuladim Vene, it was the kingdom of Sisar, if someone is told by younger people to stop building, and the older people with more experience tell him to destroy something, then Shemal is a kingdom, he should listen to the older people to have more experience, and he should not listen to the younger people, because when Yuladim tell you to build something, sometimes that could turn it into destruction, and the destruction of Zakanim is sometimes binyan is the way to build. The similar dove Rechavim and Shlema, and the symbol for this is Rechavim and Shlema, because again, when Rechavim had the Shaila as to what to do, when Yeravim ben Nevat was challenging him on his Malchus, he asked the older advisors as well as the younger advisors, and he followed the Eitzah of the younger advisors, and that caused that Yeravim ben Nevat split away from the Malchus, and it caused a split in the Malchus of Rechavim. And although building is usually good, the Masha explains that what we're talking about over here is a situation where younger people come and advise someone that in order to build up a building, he should just continue building. And the older people come and say that the foundation of this building is not strong enough to add another floor onto this building. And in order to build, you have to break down the current building and widen the foundation and then only afterwards build up this building. So that's what it means when the older people are telling you to destroy. They're telling you in order to build, you have to first destroy. And of course, you should listen to the older people that have more chokmah and more experience. And the Mephavish explains our Gemara, Im Yaimul Khan Arim Bnei, and it's referring to the base of Migdash, who is Kainim Imam Sasar, the Altibna, and they say, do not build the similar Dom Mirchavim, the Chsiv, the Yazav, as the Pasuk says of Lachim, they left over and he didn't listen to the Eitzah of this Kainim, the Nechav Base of Migdash, and because of that Eitzah, eventually the base of Migdash was destroyed, Ayin Shum. And the Gemara continues, Amar Shisha Bredar Didi, Loib Said Inish Ktira, Loib Tlash Shaykad Maisa, the Loib Tlash Shaykad the Yaima, and even though the Gears of Agamar is Loib Said with the Dalid, we will be Gears Loib Said with the Rish, Shisha Bredar Idi is teaching us that when doing Bikachaylum, you should not go visit a sick person during the first three hours of the day or in the last three hours of the day. And he explains, as if he goes and visits during those hours of the day, he may give up and he may not daven properly for the sick person. And the reason is, the first three hours of the day, the person who is a Chayla actually looks well. And therefore, a person that comes to visit during those three hours will feel that this Chayla doesn't need my feelings and he won't daven. And and the last three hours of the day, the person is so weak that the person feels that his feelings won't even help. Once again, he won't daven. And as Duran says, and there's no need to And he will feel that he doesn't have any hope. And he won't daven for him. And the reason why we're going to Gemara, like the Sar Inish, with the Reish and not with the Dalid, is because as we learned on Daflam and Tesla and Bays, the Makar for the Mitzvah of Bika Chaylim is from the Pasuk in Pashas Kerech that says, of Kudas Kal Adam Yipakid, and the Tagum on the Pasuk is, Usa'ara Dechal Incha Yistara Lion. So we see the proper Lashin for Bika Chaylim is with a Reish and not with a Dalid. And the Gemara continues, Amr Rav and Amr Rav, Minayin Shakaj Baruch Hu, Zonas Achayla. How do we know that Kaj Baruch Hu feeds and sustains a person that's sick, even though that person doesn't have the strength to eat by himself? And then, as the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Hashem Yisadenu Al Aris Tavai, that Kaj Baruch will support someone even while he's on his sickbed. And the Mepharish explains the Lashi Yisadena is Kamayi V'lechem Levav and Yishisayid. So we see that it doesn't only mean support, but it also can mean that Kaj Baruch will give this person food and give him sustenance in order to survive even though he's so sick and he feels so weak that he's not able to eat. And the Gemara continues with another member from Rav in the name of Rav Va'am Rav and Abu Rav Minayin Shashchina Shruya Lamaylum Mitashe Chayla How do we know that the Shechina is resting at the top of the bed and above the head of a Chayla? Shinem as it says in Pasuk Hashem Yisadenu Al Aris Hashem will fortify and will strengthen a person who's sick while
while Hashem is on his sick bed. The Gemara continues, We also learned to the Bryce and If someone comes to be Mavaka and to visit a sick person, he should not sit on a bed, and not in a bench, and not in a chair, he should wrap himself and he should sit on the floor. And as Rashi Mesech the Shabbos says, you should focus on the person who is sick. And the Bryce explains, and the Rad explains that although in our Gemara it says that a person should sit on the floor, that the only time this is the din is when the Chayla himself is actually lying on the floor, so then you shouldn't sit at a place that's higher than the Chayla because that would not be covered for HaKadosh Baruch However, if let's say a sick person is on a bed, then a person could sit on a chair that's the same height as the bed as that would not be a priestess in the covenant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara will continue with another member of Ravin in the name of Rav. And as Akhtama, we know that there are times when a person or a Kli needs Tahira. And the Pasuk in Pasha Shemini says, Ach mayin ubar, And we learn that there are two ways to have Tahira. Either in a natural body of water that was formed from underground springs. And if you use a Mayan or a river, then the water can be flowing water. Or you can use a Mikvah, which is created from rainwater. And if you do, then the Mikvah has to be still water and it can't be flowing. And Agamur continues and says, Ravan said in the name of Rav that if someone is not in Eretz Yisrael and he's not sure if it's raining in Eretz Yisrael, the way to know that it actually rained in Eretz Yisrael is that the Euphrates River is the great Edus and the great witness. As if you see that the Euphrates River is overflowing and is much higher than usual, then we know that it actually rained in Eretz Yisrael. And as Rashi says in Mesechlis Bechayis, and everyone in Bavel will know there was a lot of rainfall on the mountains in Eretz Yisrael, and they will be happy for their brothers in Eretz Yisrael. Now, even though it seems just to be a memra, however, there actually is a halach nafkamina, because according to Ravin that said this memra in the name of Rav, it will come out that at these times, a person can't use the Euphrates River as a mikvah because it's flowing water, and most of its water is coming from the Megishamim of Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, in order to use a mikvah for Tyra, it has to be still water, and since the Euphrates River is flowing, you can't go into the mikvah in the Euphrates River during the time that we see the Euphrates River is much higher than usual. Even though the way we learned Agamur is pras. However, the Rosh over here learns that the way to read this Gemara is sada. After the word sada, you have a kama is Rabba pras. That the witness is that the Euphrates is now larger and higher than usual. As the Rosh says, the Gemara continues, this member of Rav in the name of Rav is actually Chaylik on Shmuel, the Amish Shmuel, because Shmuel holds Naharim Kippim Misparach. When you see that there's a river that's higher than usual, we don't say that it's possible to use as a mikvah because it's flowing water, and most of the water must have come from rainwater, but we say that most of its water, and most of the reason why it's higher than usual, is based on water that's coming from its underground springs, and its increased water is actually coming from its bedrock, and as the rush brings down from the Gemara Mesechtis Tainis, on there is never a case where the tafach of rain that comes down from Shemayim doesn't have two tafach of water that's coming from its actual bedrock. And as the Rosh says, And therefore, the Gashim is not the main source of its water. And even though this is a flowing river, we can still use this river to be metar someone because it's not considered a mikvah, it's considered a mayon. And even though the Firav at any point
point that you see that the Euphrates River is much higher than its usual, then you can't use the Euphrates River to be retire yourself because it's a flowing body of water and it really is based on Mekishavim and therefore it's like a mikvah and you can only use it when it's still. However, Shmuel holds that even when you see that the Euphrates River is much higher than usual, you can still use it to be retire yourself as it's considered a mayon and it's not considered a mikvah because most of its water is still coming from its bedrock and from underground springs. And the Gemara continues that even though we just saw this member of Shmuel, but applied the Shmuel at the Shmuel, we have another member where we see a contradiction between the prior member of Shmuel and the following member of Shmuel, the Amish Shmuel, because Shmuel states, that if someone sees a flowing river or a flowing large body of water whose water is higher than its standard level, then you need to be concerned that its level increased based on rainwater and is therefore also to use for a taira as it has a din of a mikvah, which is only mitaira if the water is still and the water is not flowing. And the only exception to this rule is the Euphrates River during the month of Tishrei, as since at that point of the year, any rainwater or any ice already melted and flowed into the river beforehand, so it must be that the water level is higher based on its natural underground springs, and it's certainly in Mayan, therefore at least during Tishrei, the Euphrates can be used for taira even though it is flowing. Clearly we see that Shmuel holds, like Robin brought in the name of Rav, that the rest of the year we are concerned that the rainwater is the ica source of the Euphrates, and that's the reason why it's higher than its usual water level, which is against the first member of Shmuel. And we continue on that memo base, Avur de Shmuel, that the father of Shmuel also agreed to Rav and held that when a river is higher than usual, it cannot be used for a tire. And during the winter between Chesh and Nisan, they certainly didn't use an outdoor mikvah as it was too cold. But even from Nisan until Elul, when it was warmer, Shmuel made outdoor mikvahs for his daughters as he didn't allow them to use the Euphrates or other rivers as he was Chesh, that their increased water levels was for Meg Shamim and a puzzle to use since they were flowing. And in Tishrei, when they were able to use the Euphrates for Tyra, he would make sure that they would stand on mats in order that they didn't get any hard mud stuck between their toes, which would create a chatzitza and pasal etfila. And others explain that these mats were used as bechitzas and partitions so they would have privacy and it was used for tznias. And I am the rush who brings both of these pshatim, umavtsi biyami tishrei, hayutaytlis benar, vayil esimach tzolis, svivais lesnias, inami, tachas kapiz raglaim, bepnei hatit, shloyichaitz ayin sham, and we will stop over here.